Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today, and welcome to our monthly Microsoft Teams news update. And as always, I'm joined by Tom Abuthnot, UC Solutions Architect, Microsoft Certified Master, and MVP. Welcome, Tom. Hey, Rob, how's it going? Very good, thanks. Very good. The hairdressers are open. I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, yeah. Both, we're both looking a bit better than last time. I think. Yeah, certainly looking better than last time, and uh, the pub's open as well, so I'm even happier about that. How's life down there? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Keeping busy as always. It's it's all go as usual. But uh, yeah, as you say, things are starting to open up here in the UK, so that's a little bit better. Absolutely. And uh, the world of UC and Microsoft Teams uh, doesn't seem to be slowing any. Uh, we've got a big update today. Uh, so why don't we dive straight in? You know, what's top of your list uh, for May? Yeah, so, so top of the list has to be the new daily active user number. So as of recording, this just came out the other day, 145 million daily active users of Teams now. So that's, really? uh, uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, and, and it's, you know, to give some context, April last year, the, the announcement was 44 million. So we've, we've gone up over 100 million in 12 months. I mean, obviously, wow. the, the the world events have, have, have massive, massively accelerated that. But either way you look at it, that's a, a crazy number for daily active. Yeah, and it's, you know, 30 million since the last update, isn't it? Which is yeah. significant, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's wow. it. The, the, the growth is not slowing down. And you think at some point you start hitting kind of capacity of, of customers, but actually there's there's still a lot more to go. So that is daily active users, it's not, cus- it's not customers, it's not you know registered users, it is active users. Yes, that's it, that's it. The, the number of licensed users will be way higher. I mean, the number of licensed users for Office 365 at the last announcement was 300 million, I think, licensed. So that's the interesting thing, is there's still actually, even if you don't count net new customers, there's still a long way for teams to go within the licensed space to get more daily active. Uh, and also, that's daily active. They count, I'll just read it out here, they count any activity in 24 hours, any deliberate activity. So not auto logins or auto kind of startups, but you have to click something, do something, reply to a chat. So it's not just, a lot of people say, oh, it's just because they're auto installed, but it's not that. This is some kind of action. Yeah. Um, but I mean, lots of those might only be chat users, might only be meetings users. So you've still got lots of growth potential there for telephony, for more collaboration. So it's a yeah, pretty exciting times. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are in that Microsoft world or you've, you've got Microsoft uh, you know, 365 within your business, it, it just seems like a natural choice for collaboration now. And it's so far out in front in terms of numbers now and, and capability. It's uh, yeah, all to play for. So definitely, pop- it's, it's interesting market-wise to see how um, I mean how that's going to play out over the the next twelve months. I mean, you'd assume the growth would slow down a bit, but uh, on the other hand, Microsoft are pushing more and more features in. Satya said that you know this year they've just had the quarterly announcements. This year they're adding more ISVs, more third parties getting involved. So there's still a lot to play for. Well, I'm sure they're going to get a few more letters from Slack in uh, in the future, no doubt. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Zoom is the uh, the hot contention at the moment on the phone system front. We'll see how, because they're pushing hard as well. So I think Zoom yeah. phone versus Teams phone will be really interesting. Absolutely. Okay, right. Well, let's move on from the DAU. Um, what's next on your list, Tom? Yeah, so another huge one. Uh, Microsoft have acquired Nuance, uh, who are a kind of AI and, and voice recognition specialist is their current tagline, but a lot of people you know, listening to us will know them from the contact center voice space, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you came across them in your in your past. 
Absolutely, yeah. And if you go, for, you know, a bit further back, uh, absolutely, you, you kind of you can pick up that they are a contact center business and always have, you know, always have been really on the yeah. channel play. Um, and we were talking about that, weren't we? You know, in the Microsoft Teams predictions for 2021 in January that we released, uh, a couple of people said we, you know, that they predicted uh, a contact center acquisition. Yeah, the interesting thing is Microsoft have positioned the press release very much as they're buying it for AI in healthcare and Nuance have a massive, massive uh, penetration of the healthcare market. I mean, they've got 77% of US hospitals and 85% of Fortune 100 companies have some kind of Nuance tech in there. So Microsoft positioned it, didn't position it like this is an addition to Teams particularly. They said this is a uh, this is AI and machine learning and voice recognition. Um, but I mean, obviously for, for us, it's super interesting because there's no doubt that tech's going to go into the the voice platform the azure platform and therefore at some point start appearing in in teams and, and acs as well yeah and, and you never know even you know platforms like microsoft dynamics you know could even get some contact center yeah you know functionality built in like like that salesforce have done with um who they've done with slack <laughs> yeah they've got slack uh, but they've also got uh, amazon connect uh, oh yeah the integration well. yeah um, microsoft specifically said uh this will come together for Azure Teams Dynamics 365 to deliver yeah. next generation customer engagement. So it's it's a massive acquisition as well. It's their, I think it's the second biggest at 19.7 billion after LinkedIn as well. So it's a pretty big number. Um, but yeah, it's just again, it's kind of showing the, the 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 big cloud players have this kind of money to throw around because they're doing multiple things. You know, they'll get they'll get revenue out of that on the Azure platform side. They'll get revenue of that in Dynamics. They'll get revenue out of that in Teams, um, which I think makes it harder and harder for the the next level you know UC players to compete. Because how do you spend nineteen billion on tech for just UC? It's tough. Yeah, impossible for a lot of, <laughs> a lot of brands. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much if you look at the math of it, yeah. Okay, well, let's move on from nuance, but I'm sure we're going to see much more on that going forward uh, once it gets bedded in and, you know, things start to happen from a Definitely, we'll be keeping a close eye on it because, there's yeah, that's a big spend. And, and you've seen LinkedIn go actually from strength to strength since Microsoft bought them. So uh, it'll be interesting to see when you spend that much money, you're looking to get a return on it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so next on the list, we said we'd talk about Android. Um, you've got a bit of an update here, Tom. Yeah, Android devices. So, so typically IP phones, but also some of the Android-based room systems. So Microsoft is just getting more and more in bed with the idea of Android being a, a, a good platform for their meeting rooms and for their devices. And now they've added uh, some remote provisioning. So this is one of the big asks for people who are rolling out physical devices is lots of competing platforms have an ability to take a MAC address for a device off the box drop ship it to a customer and have it pop up and sign in basically. And this is a step in that direction. So you'll now be able to put MAC addresses, which are a physical hardware address of a device into the Teams admin portal, drop ship the product. And when the product turns up, the on-site hands type in a code and then the admin can remote provision it. So basically you don't have to have experts with usernames and passwords or end customers logging in ip phones you can have an admin or a remote person sort of take on some of that provisioning pain so this work from home world and uh you know work from anywhere world is actually a very 
useful feature that isn't it by Samsung? yeah definitely definitely like like you don't really when you're doing phone rollouts you don't really want to have to ship them to one place then ship them to another so if you can drop ship them directly to home as you say or directly to site that makes a big difference um, the, the other part of this is they have code-based logins as well so uh, again if you even if you didn't do the mac based provisioning if you drop these devices try uh, boot them up they will come up with a a code like an alphanumeric code you can jump into a browser on your phone or your pc and log the phone in with your username and password in the browser so you might have seen this like you know iplayer does it netflix yeah. do it so you don't have to put in your massive email address and complex password directly into the tiny phone keypad you can just do it in a browser which is really slick especially when you're you know if you're doing with lots of devices it makes life a lot easier oh yeah i mean it it drives me mad when i have to do that with a remote control you know through the television yeah 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 complex password as well it's a nightmare that's it that's it and like so selfishly you know i I fortunately get to play with lots of devices i have a garage full of different bits and pieces and yeah having to type in your long you know tom.arbuthnot at medalli systems is not (laughs) trivial and then 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 a ridiculous password suddenly being able to put in codes is so much easier so great for user experience and yeah it makes it way easier for particularly if you're dealing with scenarios where people are logging in and out of phones like a hot desking type scenario just makes it all a bit slicker great stuff well Keeping on the theme of endpoints, um, Microsoft uh, launched some new products recently. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. that because I think it's really interesting. It is super interesting. So, so Microsoft obviously have a hardware business, the Surface business, um, and even before the Surface business exists, they've always been kind of in hardware. You know, you always had the Microsoft keyboard and mice, the Microsoft webcams, but it's never been front and center. And, and when Surface came along and started doing things like headphones, people were asking, well, why are they not team certified? Where are the team certified ones? So so now the Surface team have come out with certified headsets, both a kind of fancy over-ear you know, type headset and the more traditional uh, Bluetooth headset and wired headsets. And these are Surface branded from Microsoft and first party. They've also come out with a refreshed webcam and a speakerphone. So they're very much getting into the space that's traditionally partner ecosystem. I was going to say, what, what, you know, why would they do this? You know, when they've got such a you know, flourishing you know, partner base that's, you know, they've got Jabra in there, you know, um, Holly and Yealink and all these other brands. Yeah, yeah, so Sennheiser and Bose and uh, every, everybody's in that There's mix so now. many, but why would they do this? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Cisco got a lot of slack uh, a few years ago when they did this as well. They went from third party to first party and a lot of the partners weren't super impressed. Um, I don't know, Microsoft have had the same challenge in the PC space. So they're in the PC space, but they're competing with their ecosystem. They've always positioned their Surface things as like, high-end and aspirational and inspirational and there's plenty of room for the ecosystem so i imagine they're going to have the same pitch but actually some of these things are fairly aggressively priced um from a from a features and functionality point of view they're nothing special compared to the ecosystem so actually price for price pound for pound there's still plenty of competitiveness in there but i guess the the surface business wants a piece of that market and also it's a very confusing message to customers if you build headsets and you build a UC platform and yet the two are not certified. So just from a practical point of view, I imagine they have lots of you know stick from customers saying, well, I'm buying you know 
300,000 PCs from you guys. I'm buying Surface devices. I'm an Office 365, M365 customer. I've got all my platform, but your headsets don't work with your other two things. I think in some ways they've got to play nicely with their own their own platform uh, but hopefully they'll leave plenty of room for the ecosystem partners because they're the ones that drive innovation in this space for sure yeah for sure and uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and whether you know what the real reason for these products is is it purely you know financial commercial customer experience i, I don't know but uh yeah that's really interesting news and one one that we'll, we'll see whether they expand their portfolio going forward yeah, and we'll see how, how much we see them in the real world and how hard they're pushed and stuff. You know, Will they be bundling them into the, the big enterprise deals quite often with Surface hardware? They'll do special deals if you're buying thousands or tens of thousands of units. So will we start seeing headsets being there or will they be an option but not pushed? It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so what's next on the list, Tom? Yeah, so next is another interesting, slightly controversial one. Um, Microsoft have obviously... Teams, we know it, we talk about it as an enterprise platform, but they also have a Teams for personal or a kind of consumer option. Uh, and it, it you know it hasn't been a, a massive hit. I mean, uh, certainly if you look at like the likes of WhatsApp or iMessage or anything else in the consumer space, I think that that's you know, going to be way bigger. But Microsoft don't seem to want to let go of the personal space. And now they're pushing banner banner ads i would call them like banner promotions into the team's mobile client for enterprise users to say hey did you know you could use this in your personal life sign in with your outlook your your hotmail address uh, which i think is coming close to or crossing a line depending on who you think you know how you think about it um from providing a paid product and starting to promote yourself in that product and it's not just this it's a line that microsoft have to walk on a lot of their technology because they have consumer email they have consumer OneDrive. where do they draw the line on promotion of their their consumer products in the enterprise space yeah it's interesting isn't it um they're so well known why would you you know why would they do that but obviously they're trying to push this uh this personal mobile client yeah and and they do have an option to opt out of it and they've um they've uh, i spoke to microsoft quite a bit about this and at the moment you have to raise a support ticket and say we don't want it but they're going to bring something to the admin control panel to say hey i'm not interested in you promoting to my users so there is a way to opt out but personally i'd like to see that as an opt-in rather than opt out if i'm paying for your enterprise product i don't expect you to push your consumer product to my enterprise users uh, that's just my opinion we'll see and, and microsoft are listening really hard to customer feedback on this so um, if you see the show notes check out the blog there's a link to fill in your feedback and race sport tickets and stuff so if you have strong opinions on this now is the time to make them heard because i know they're taking it really seriously oh, interesting okay Great stuff. Well, we said we'd talk about advanced commu- the, the advanced communication license again uh, today. So what, what's the latest on that? Yeah, so, so advanced comm license, the, the saga continues. Uh, so this was the license that originally you paid extra. Uh, uh, $5 per user per month is the current price on, on promotion. Uh, and, and originally it was the license to unlock the contact center APIs and the, and the compliance recording APIs. So if you needed those features on a user-by-user basis, you had to have that license. Pretty quickly, I think within weeks, if not a month or two, Microsoft rolled back that decision because lots of people felt that you shouldn't have to pay extra for those APIs because you've already bought the product. So the the license kind of 
sat around as 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 covering meeting branding which boils down to a logo in the lobby for a meeting and not much else with with promise of more to come and and now they've added a feature to it so that if you want to push background images as an an enterprise admin you want to give your your users options of professional branded background images for your company if you have the advanced comms license you can tick a couple of boxes on the admin center and and make those backgrounds available to the end users uh, nice feature i think but uh, is it worth five dollars a user a month for that feature I- i'm not convinced it is and, and and it's weird to me when you've got crazy value like uh, say you know contact center going in at e3 level so sorry not contact center um webinars going in at e3 level completely no additional license but then they're trying to monetize additional features like background images it just seems a bit odd to me yeah it does seem a bit odd doesn't it and again you know is there enough value for five dollars per user per month i mean that you know it's that's going to stack up for a lot of organizations so yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they, you know, eventually pull it or they just keep adding enough value in there to really, I suppose, warrant the additional investment. Yeah, they've said that um, some kind of new real-time reporting is coming next, uh, and we've seen previews of real-time reporting in the Teams Admin Center. So there's a feature that I think you might be able to justify, like for my important vip meetings i want to know what's going on in real time quality wise so i I think that might be more justifiable but i mean it's it's list 12 dollars per user per month and on a promo at five dollars so it's a lot of extra money uh and and clearly microsoft have a challenge they they they've set out these e35 licenses they pump a ton of value in them if you look at the evolution of office 365 microsoft 365 they've added feature after feature after feature and kept the price fairly static um, but now they're clearly looking at new ways to monetize around this kind of stuff, around Viva, around some of the other advanced uh, stuff around SharePoint. So it, it's a tension that I appreciate Microsoft have to walk where they want to add additional revenue and additional value. They're a commercial company, but it's just interesting to watch how they comms it and where they draw the line. Yeah, indeed. There's, there's never a straight line. <laughs> no. There's, there's, there's always... There's always something in question, isn't there, with Microsoft? But um, anyway, it's a big company and they've got lots going on, I imagine. So that's it. Lots of moving parts, and uh, yeah, it, it, they're, they're doing their best to communicate it. So again, keep keep the feedback coming. That's what they always say when these things these things come out is uh, feedback. Particularly if you're you have account managers and you know you're an enterprise customer, you do have that feedback loop to to address those kind of questions. Indeed. So. Well, that's it for, for today on the, on the news front. Um, lots of big news there. So thanks for that, Tom. Um, you've got some plugs. You said you, a couple of events coming up. Yeah, yeah. Two events coming up uh, in, in the next few days, actually, depending on when you're listening to this pod. So 11th of May, the uh, Petri Get IT Day. I did this last year. This is a virtual event all around uh, Teams. And I'm doing a session on choosing the right Teams devices, which I'm really excited about because there's so much going on in the device space you've now got the the, the collaboration bars of now teams rooms for android you've got teams room for windows you've got the teams displays the the outside of room systems so i'll be going through all the different device options from kind of personal devices right up to room systems 
Um, and then the next day, 12th of May, is the Teams Nation Community Conference, which I'm speaking about your contact centre options, but there's also tons of good sessions in that throughout the day. It's a whole free community-driven conference. I'd, I'd highly recommend the speaker list from Microsoft and third parties. It's, it's pretty impressive. So two events I recommend you look out for. Fantastic, Tom. And yeah, I wish you all the best at those events. So it sounds like a couple of really good sessions as well, because there is a so well, so much to consider, isn't there, when looking at your options and evaluating those those brands and products. So, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's it, I deliberately kind of choose those sessions because they are quite complex areas. The devices, there's a plethora of options, and contact center, as you know from some of your coverage, is just exploding at the moment. Every contact center seems to be team certified, so it's working out which is the way to go is quite interesting. I think. Fantastic. Thanks, Tom. And uh, if, you, if you're looking for more information on these topics, of course, you can jump on UC Today or you can jump on Tom's blog as well. Uh, so that's it from us. And if you've enjoyed today's session, please subscribe to UC Today News and give this video a quick share on social as it's always appreciated. And if you're a Microsoft Teams fan and want to be part of the conversation, you can connect with Tom or myself on LinkedIn and Twitter. And, so, and our social links are in the description. So I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. We'll be back again next month. Thanks for watching.